Welcome to Health Butts and Guts, on the forefront of intestinal health and nutrition. Tune in with Mel and Kel for enlightening tales of coffee enemas, perennial bleaching, and holistic teachings. Lovely. Um, Alrighty, welcome to Health Butts and Guts. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for inviting me. Oh yeah. my goodness, we have Lisa here with High and Mighty, and we're so excited. We've been trying to get you for what months now. I know with our you're schedules. You're a busy girl. <laughs> yes, all over the place, driving all over. But we finally connected. I'm glad you guys are here. So oh, glad. Thank so you. happy to be here. <laughs> I wish we would have just talked about what we were just talking about. Can you? Say I know it's you? always the good <laughs> stuff in <laughs> that the happens. free convos. Yes, I know. You know, it's like the foreplay of our. <laughs> conversations that ends up being like the really good stuff but obviously you have so much more to share with us and we're really excited to just learn more about you and what got you into creating your brand and how you got to high and mighty and all that good stuff well sure well let me just start off by saying that I actually um, really appreciated you guys and your logo because I saw it and I was like, I love this. Women, <laughs> health butts and guts. I mean, I just, it drew me in immediately, which is how I think we kind of connected at Chronically, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I'm all about the ladies and um, so this is fun. Heck yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. Good. Um, so, we actually saw your bag too because you have lavender on your um, logo. And I was like, oh my gosh, the printing guys had like the coolest um, little bag of yours. And I'm like, what is that? Is that lavender? Oh my gosh. And then it was Thank weed. And you, you know, when we talk about weed, it's like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'll, okay, so I'll, let me just introduce myself. Please. I am Lisa with High and Mighty. I am the creator of uh, my cannabis brand of topicals and consumables. Uh, I have started uh, my love for cannabis probably about 15, well, no, my son's almost 17, so 17 years ago. <laughs> let's, let's, let's put it out there on the table here. That's why I'm here, is to be an advocate for change so people um, can see what a cannabis consumer can look like. A cannabis yeah. consumer can look like me, a successful mother, <laughs> business owner, uh, and a provider, so entrepreneur. Yeah, so I, I that was uh, and you know speaking about my packaging, that was definitely the driving force behind my packaging, wanting to put out a product that was going to be uh, palatable for women and mothers to uh, bring into their household and to if they were already cannabis consumers, and if they were not cannabis consumers. To be able to uh, not be afraid of it. Yeah. It's not scary. It's, well, your it's, packaging is very feminine. It's very feminine, and I was very deliberate in my packaging. I wanted it to look like something that you would maybe find in a Sephora or an Ulta store or something like that. Um, just that it's a common household product, yeah. as it should be. You know, yeah. we're not hiding Tylenol. We're not hiding even. And and I, I don't I don't like um, equating alcohol. Um, with cannabis, I really don't. I, I, I see it differently. But um, just other pharmaceutical uh, drugs and over-the-counter things that we have in the house that we, it, you know, we, we don't question those. Right. Um, and so I wanted to have 
uh, an entryway for women and mothers to not only experience cannabis, um, but also to be open to uh, working in the cannabis field because I do feel like once more women are involved in the business of cannabis, the household of cannabis will change. So how did you get into it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm a, I'm a Midwestern, South Side of Chicago girl, uh, grew up in the Just Say No era, you know, um, really believed that people were going to be offering me free drugs on the street, like everyone says, and that never did happen, but... Um, <laughs> like but I dare. <laughs> the dare. Yeah, but coming from that um, mindset, um, as a woman, culturally, I'm from a Middle Eastern family, and I think this applies to a lot of... Uh, cultural family so whether you're Middle Eastern whether you're Asian whether what it doesn't matter mm -hmm. um, I do think that there are um, a vast amount of cultures that do not accept cannabis um, uh, and certainly would not accept a mother uh, consuming cannabis much less growing cannabis um, so moving from the, the Midwest to California and I moved here just because I wanted warm weather simple as that I'm an active person I like being outside I like being physically fit um, I have always realized that you can't separate the mind from the body um, I moved out here and the culture here in California is vastly different at least you know again this was 20 I moved here 20 years ago okay. um, so Cannabis was, um, this was the Prop 215 days when um, there were dispensaries, but it still wasn't recreationally uh, legal. Mm -hmm. um, but the culture here was definitely a little bit more open, uh, so I learned. I learned about cannabis very quickly uh, living here, and it was ultimately in my very last trimester of my pregnancy. Oh, um, wow. Yes, my son... Um, was just determined to stay in there and he didn't want to come out and it was about the last two weeks and I was um, again very active I would walk five miles a day up until the last two weeks that he was born that's amazing um, and because I was determined to keep um, physically active and not use my pregnancy as an excuse to do nothing because I knew it wouldn't serve me it had nothing to do with my body or body image it wasn't going to serve me once he was born. Because mm -hmm. once he was born, I was going to need to be even stronger. Yeah. Okay? Um, but that last two weeks kicked my ass. Uh, he was sitting right on my sciatic nerve. Um, I have mild scoliosis. So um, ever since I was a kid, I mean, I even had uh, braces on my feet and legs when I was younger. Oh. Um, so I have suffered from back pain yeah. um, my whole life. It got to... a really painful level in that last few weeks of my um, uh, pregnancy and so I I smoked up ladies I smoked up <laughs> but, but how I did, did you get I to did. that point and like, I, it just the pain was so great the pain was so great I did not want to take um, again because I'm into fitness um, I never was someone that was into I could count how many times I've been drunk on one hand you know, I'm really, yeah. that, that's the truth. My father had a liquor store growing up. Um, it just is not something that uh, my body ever wanted. Um, so I, I, I resisted, but I kept seeing the culture and, 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 and people using cannabis in a way that was beneficial. And I, so I broke down and I took a few puffs of a joint and 
I have to tell you, it was amazing. It was truly a transformational moment for me because not only did I feel an immense relief of pain, um, my whole body was relaxed. I was mentally even, I was not afraid. Um, I was in this panic state of first time having a baby and having no family here. So yeah, you know, this was 20 something year old Lisa by herself. Like it was a frightening time. And I realized, wow, I feel fucking great right now. Did you like <laughs> contemplate like, okay, I'm in it. Should I do Tylenol? Or should I smoke this weed? Did someone like introduce like, hey, just take a puff of this and you might have a relief? Or like, how did that happen? Um, yeah, well, I had just seen a lot of people around me using cannabis. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, my partner um, consumed cannabis as well. And I just was opposed to doing it because I thought, you know, I really believed that if you did that, you were like, it was criminal or bad. Bad. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so fast forward. So... I was very mindful about the consumption when I did it, and I realized how beneficial it was for me. And being the type of, I used to be a teacher, so I like facts. I like facts. Um, um, you know, religion has been forced down my throat since I was a kid, and um, again, I like facts. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> that's just in my nature. So I thought, wow, hmm. I'm not a criminal and the people that I know in my life are not criminals or bad people or all the stereotypes that the cannabis consumer was um, portrayed as. I'm like, okay, this is not adding up. It's not one plus one is not equaling two here. It's, it's not like working. It's like a stereotype. Where yes. Like someone says that a certain thing is one thing and then you always imagine it. Like growing up, like in the 90s when you see or you hear people like smoking, you always imagine like a rapper, you know, yeah. or someone that's like, <laughs> that's always like Snoop would be in my head with like a fat blunt hanging out of his mouth. Sure. And I'm like, okay, that's what I related sure. cannabis with. And, yeah. and I'm now, again, with seasoned years of living, I am realizing how much your youth and how you were raised really affects you. And, and you really don't start to see that until you're older. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I was so against it because culturally, I would have never wanted to disrespect my family in any way. And, or for them to even um, perceive me as what they then thought the cannabis consumer was, lazy, uneducated, uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, you, you yeah. know that. Um, so again, I just studied. I just studied. <laughs> you know, the age of the internet. So I just studied and learned. And I just read and read and read. And at the same time, I also was an avid gardener. Okay? So I, at this time now, I have a newborn baby. Um, and I loved Wait, gardening. can I back you up? Yeah. Sort of, did you... So you smoked that one time. Um did you, and you had like that instant relief for your pain, did you continue up until the birth of your baby? I did, very yeah. light, but very, very, very lightly. It was uh -huh. just, again, because at that time, I couldn't have consumed a lot. My tolerance was very low. Right. So it took very little. So if anyone, you know, again, you're, you're consuming more toxic smoke walking down the goddamn street Absolutely. than what I inhaled, you know, for my child. It was such a minimal amount, but it was such a an incredible transformation of mind and body with such a little amount. Now, obviously, as 
decades have gone by, my tolerance has increased, <laughs> and my need for more to get to, you know, to that is, is, is leveled up. But for sure. Okay. And that's how I started. But I was very, and I need to say that, I was very mindful, very mindful about my consumption, and I always have been. So it was, what am I consuming this for? And, and that can be, so, I, you know, because people like to say, oh, are you medically consuming? Are you recreationally consuming? Listen to me. It's a, the plant is the goddamn plant. It's the same fucking thing, okay? Mm-hmm. It's your mindset that changes it. If you're consuming it because you need pain relief, it's medicinal. If you're consuming it because you're trying to get some sleep, it's medicinal. If, if you're consuming it because you want to just chill the fuck out at a party, that's fine. You, it, to me, that's still medicinal. Yeah, because you it's have panic your attacks brain. or anxiety. There are people who truly um, have a hard time in those types of situations. Um, anyway, so, you know, I could just go on and on. But it, it, it started from there. My love for gardening, I went from growing a, a couple of plants to fast forward years later, it went from two, three plants in a little grow closet to, you know... 150 plants, you know, and I, I just dove in. And it, but it was that that made me, I, I was less and less scared. The, the more knowledge you have about mm-hmm. something, less fear you have about it. Um, because you can then make um, rational and not emotional decisions right. about a subject. Um, and, um, and they're not reflexive, you know. Um, so, yeah, it just, my love for, and the cannabis grew. <laughs> yeah, and so it started with that. And at the same, at the same time of my consumption was also my love for fitness. Um, so my son was, was, was young, and I had then become friends with groups of other mothers mm-hmm. who had young kids. Um, and we started where we were consuming and working out. So wait, were you, did you introduce that to them or was this like kind of a group that got together like, oh, we're all moms, we're all like-minded, we all smoke together or how was that brought about? No, so um, there was a few, a few moms and and again, this is, my son is now 17. Okay. Okay. So this, back in the day, um, and and, and he went to a Catholic school, Mm -hmm. you know, so here I was at a Catholic school and and that too drove me insane because I would go to Catholic school events with alcohol on the property. And again, I'm not judging those mothers. I, I'm not judging anybody. I think if anything, cannabis has given me the vision of absolute non-judgment because I used to be that person judging the cannabis consumer. Mm-hmm. And now I realize, oh my God, what a mistake that was. It really was. Um, but, but I did feel, because my son was so young and because at that point it still was not recreational, it didn't become recreational till, till uh, November of 2017. Oh. And so I had a little kid in school, in this Catholic school. Now I know, I know people knew um, because word travels, you know, so you talk to one mom, you start talking a little bit, it starts coming out a little bit here and there, and then you discover who your, your sesh partners are. Um, I, I had found a few, not that many, but I will say that because of my own research and, um, and knowledge of not only consuming the plant, but at that time, I started growing it. And I knew my shit. Um, and so even if someone had um, 
some maybe hesitant um, thoughts or preconceived um, ideas of cannabis. I would let them express their emotion about it, but then I would follow up with, okay, that's great, that's how you feel, but do you have anything to back that up? Right. You know, and, um, and I think because I developed a respect among these women and they saw my drive for fitness that a lot of them couldn't match, they, again, they, it was hard for them to keep going with that stereotype. So even if they wanted to hold on, because there are some people that want to stay stuck. I agree. And you have to learn that in life. There is times when you can talk to people and you can give them all the knowledge and there are some people, I don't give a shit what you say, they want to stay stuck because it serves them. And you have to know the difference. But the people and the friends in my life that knew me and I, and, and they, I could tell they respected who I was, they had to let those walls down a little bit just to even go, yo, you know, even if I don't want to consume, I got to give her props. I can't keep saying uh, cannabis consumers are lazy, uh, uh, non-productive people. Yeah, because you were the opposite of what the they The opposite of that. Yeah. And they then began to see other people in my life and circle that also were the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to let that go. So, and because I, I say, if you're a, you know, a, a lazy, non-productive cannabis consumer, take the cannabis consumer out of it. You're just lazy, non-productive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, That's just brings using out it as an excuse. what's already in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. I have to say that's me. <laughs> and well, that's me. And, and and it's but it's okay to know that then because then you know when it's appropriate for you to consume. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? You know yourself. Yeah. And 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 again, my mission isn't to con- to change the world. I mean, I'd love for everybody to just sit around and smoke a big fat, you know, joint, <laughs> and all of us get along and kumbaya for everybody. But I recognize that it isn't for everyone. So I'm not telling you you have to smoke or you have to smoke, but girl, don't give me shit if I do. Yeah. And you know, and I'm not. And, and when I say smoke, I just mean consume. You know, I'm not gonna be disrespectful and walk into your house and light. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that anywhere. Right. Um, but it, it's a choice, and I believe in honoring other people's choices. And so with that, I wanted to create. Um, the packaging then, and not just packaging. So let's just get back to how it, um, like how you connected fitness with it. Well, so after I was consuming and working out and my, my, my fitness is definitely, uh, for me, I use it for mental balance too. So I recognize that cannabis in conjunction with fitness was really a powerful combination. And it was a powerful combination for women and, and mothers, especially. Um, it's, and I say that just because it was at a time when I was around a lot of mothers with really young kids. And listen, my teenager is hard, but it's a different kind of hard. When you're in that phase of little kids, and, and, and again, I don't want to just say it's just mothers, but my experience was the majority of caregivers were the mothers. There's a lot of great dads that are caregivers. Yeah, so I'm but not you also trying have to, like, the hormones r- like balancing yes. in your body. Yes, so that. these were women that were exactly, were literally, you know, just having children. So their bodies were experiencing a rush of hormones. 
and so I felt that the, the fitness and, and the cannabis consumption um, uh, mindfully uh, was a, a great re resource for women. Um, now, with my love and learn, learning of growing, I then had a, uh, a lot of cannabis. <laughs> I became a great grower, and I. Um, it was at that time, it was close to that time that I felt like more and more was coming out, um, just information about the plant. Um, and so I started to uh, see... Uh, articles uh, surfacing about topicals um, and again as a former educator I then started diving into okay let's what's up with these topicals I've got all this trim mm -hmm. um, can you explain real and, quick what trim is for okay so um, <laughs> after I would harvest I'm sorry no, yes. so okay. after I would harvest my uh, uh, plants um, the trim is the when you know when you when you're presenting a bud you want it to look nice and pretty so the trim is all the sugar leaves all the smaller leaves that are around the bud that you would trim off but are still coated with trichomes which are um the trichomes are where all that delicious cannabis oil is housed inside so the plant itself if you picked up a bud and did not light it and you just or cook it and you just ate it you're not going to get high from that okay so all the oils are in the trichomes of the plant um so the trim would be those all those little leaves that were just close to it that you trim off um so that you have a pretty looking bud um but that's certainly not anything that i was going to dispose of right and so i learned to cook it I learned to cook it. The good old magic butter machine 20 years ago. If anyone doesn't know, it's basically like a crock pot. It's basically, that's what it is. Um, so cannabis is not water soluble. It's fat soluble. So it's going to bind to other fats. So um, when I would use a magic butter machine, which is again, basically like a double boiler, you're basically just melting off all the, the, the trichomes, all the oil, off of the plant and it's melting and it's um, combining with the fat in the oils. Coconut oil is a, is a great carrier oil. Um, so I just did my research and I thought, well, let me try this. At the same time of my, my consumption, um, my, my sister's son also has cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought, hmm, I keep reading about how topically this is very effective for pain and Again, nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. Cannabis topicals have been around for thousands of years. We know this. There is evidence. So I thought, well, I like cooking. I've got all this. Let's go to work. So I just, I began experimenting. I began experimenting in my kitchen, which so many cannabis brands um, can say that that's how they started. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I started. I uh, My my. Workout girls were my guinea pigs in the beginning, so it took years of uh, manipulating my formula into getting exactly the consistency I wanted, researching different essential oils um, that I wanted to use in conjunction with cannabis. Um, so it's, uh, I created a topical cannabis product, and that's really how High and Mighty was born. So is the top, I'm okay. sorry, are the topicals um, like post-workout that you like encourage well, it started that use. way because again, with my with my back pain, yeah. and then 
with, uh, and I was an avid tennis player. Um, and so I would feel, you know, my joints. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of athletes, a lot of fitness people, so you don't have to be old and have pain, right. you know, but I wanted to keep mobile. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, realized that topical cannabis was helping me um, when I didn't necessarily want to get high. Yeah. Um, so, so can you get just like questions, can you get high from the topicals if it has THC in it or do they only have? So my cannabis topicals are THC rich. Okay. So, um, it's full spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's everything in the plant. A absolutely everything. There's many different cannabinoids in cannabis. And mm -hmm. I believe that the benefits of the topical come from the entire plant all the cannabinoids mm -hmm. in conjunction with different essential oils. And again, medically, nobody can say anything medically about cannabis, but what we can say is there's been evidence, anecdotal evidence mm -hmm. for thousands of years. Um, and I think that we can use that as a pointer to then do more research. Now yeah. with my topicals, no, you cannot get high. You're not mm -hmm. gonna get high from them. It's not gonna enter your bloodstream. I do believe, and again, I am not a medical doctor right, here. Right. Um, we are but, neither. <laughs> but again, from just testimonials from my own product and again from people using cannabis topicals for so long, um, there's something there. Yeah. There's something there. So that is how High and Mighty was born. It really was born from my topicals, from my eucalyptus balm. I started with one. I started with one. Um, the, the girls in my workout group with my, were my guinea pigs. And it started off where they were using it mm -hmm. on knees and elbows and necks and shoulders and all that. And it was like, hey, do you think you can make me more some of that balm? It's yeah. really helping. And can you get me some? My dad wants to use it on his back. And his. It, it, and then this was seven years ago in my kitchen. Um, so it grew from there. And... Um, the topicals then went from from the pain balm to body oils to a butter to um, I just kept growing the line mm -hmm. and with that is how I then connected women I felt that a lot of women who were not cannabis consumers were at least comfortable with a topical it, it was a, an entryway and and somehow um, I ended up becoming kind of like, I felt like I became like this inadvertent therapist to uh, a lot of moms that would, again, this is now, I am licensed now and legal and I am in um, uh, dispensaries uh, in California. But again, the, the whole story is the, is the, the relating to people and, and, and how it all started. Right. So yeah, I would, you know, moms would be showing up at my house like, Hey, you know, I want to come and pick up the balm and, you know, I see you all the time. Maybe I'll just try a little, you know, <laughs> and it would start with that. And I, they opened up. It was like this floodgate just opened a little, a little cannabis and they just opened up. And before I knew it, I would then have groups of women and, and it was so it really fueled me because I thought, oh my God, I start, I, I, I was hiding this. I felt bad about myself and I realized the only thing that the drug war did, it didn't stop people from using 
cannabis. It just made people feel bad about themselves. All it did was lower the self-esteem of people who were using it. It didn't stop them from using it. And so it, I realized I've got something here. Mm-hmm. I've got something here. I've got women that need a, a, a resource. They need to someone to talk to. And so I had, I created a group and I would get you know, women to, and it, women together, and it would start off with just a few, and it just grew and grew and grew. And I, that was when, um, then in 2018, um, so no, 2017 is when we became recreationally legal. I have never posted anything on social media. Uh, it's hard to believe now because I'm on Instagram constantly um, posting stuff, but it was at that time I realized I gotta tell people. I have to be a voice here. If I'm feeling as unique and wonderful and fabulous as I am, <laughs> and as fabulous and unique as you all are, if you're feeling a certain kind of way, you could be damn sure someone else is feeling a certain kind of the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that. And so I thought, I gotta be the voice. And I might lose some people in the process, I don't give a shit. And so I felt like that was when I kind of came out of the cannabis closet, you know? (laughs) And I started um, right when we became legal. I thought, it's legal. We've got to change this. We've got juice boxes in the fridge next to the margarita mix and the, you know, wine. And you go into the gas station and the wine rack is conveniently located above the ice cream section where that's not an accident. Yeah. The, the, it's there because moms are stressed. Again, parents yeah. are stressed. So I wanted to be able to provide another outlet um, and let people know you're not alone. And, and you know, 90% of your head or of your life is happening in your head. Mm-hmm. It's happening in your head. So make it a good place to be, you yes. know? Because nobody's really paying attention that much. We're all so worried what other people think, and the truth is nobody gives a shit. They don't. They're so buried in their own self. And so when you can come out of that and be you and just trying to figure that out each day, and I feel like that's what cannabis, that's what fitness, that's what it did for me, and that's the high and mighty method. Mindful consumption, music, lighting up the senses, and movement. And so you know, people don't have to uh, embrace fitness at the level that I do. I, 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 you know, I would have been someone that would have been on, um, back in the day, <laughs> all I ever heard growing up was sit still. Lisa, can you sit still? Sit still. Mm-hmm. Sit still. I can't sit still. <laughs> I can't sit still. It is not in my nature. So I am someone that would suffer from like acute anxiety because I'm in the future. I'm thinking about what's got to be done. Mm-hmm. I know this. I know this. My, you know, I, I lived with someone that who, who had obsessive compulsive disorder, and um, I can relate to some of that a little bit because I would be so fixated on what I needed to get done, and that can rob you mm-hmm. of presence. You know, so cannabis and, and and fitness puts me right it puts you right here how did you discover cannabis and fitness was well for you like where was it when you're like ah because i'll go to the gym i smoke a bowl before going and i'm it's perfect but i don't remember the time that i was like oh this works for me 
You know, it worked for me on the tennis court. I actually okay. started playing. Um, so again, being from, I grew up in a very strict Middle Eastern family. I was in, in, on the south side of Chicago in the worst neighborhood in a blizzard. So I was not <laughs> able to participate in um, sports or physical activity when I was younger. It just was not acceptable mm -hmm. um, in my culture. Um, which is why I you know, jumped ship and left Chicago to come to California because I really realized that I was um, someone that had to be in tune with their body, which is why I was always moving. I would have been on Ritalin as a kid. Like today's kid, I would have been on, on something like that. Yeah. Um, I know it. So when I moved to California, I picked up tennis and I realized how much I loved it. And it was at the same time that, because I would, my son had just started like kindergarten, so it was like, oh, freedom, <laughs> you know, get him out of the fucking house. I love my kid. Okay, there's, I would like slaughter anyone for my child. There's no one I love more than him. But, and that was another thing. I wanted parents to realize that. Like, I, yes, it's like, you want to choke your children yeah. every day. Every fucking day you want to choke them. And that's normal. So once he was But don't like, do it. <laughs> exactly. But that's my point. Right. I'm saying, relating to like, you're not bad, those feelings. And I think so many people, you know, they have this image of, of, of at least I did notice that a little bit more in California. I'm going to be honest. I had never experienced a culture of so many nannies in my life. Okay? <laughs> I did not grow up like that. No. Um, so... Um, there was definitely that competitiveness, and and what and what I realized this was it was all a facade because they were all fucking full of shit. Everybody had a face, and they'd all go home, and I know they're crying and and, and yelling at their kids and everything else. And drinking so, the wine. And drinking, drinking wine. the wine. Yeah, you're right. And drinking the wine. Exactly, exactly. So I figured it out on the tennis court. I, I, I bought my very first vaporizer. I had my packs. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, baby. Because I knew I couldn't roll a joint on the tennis court. You know, all these like snooty stuck up people at this country club that I went to. And I got a bunch of my friends that were not members. And I said, we're going to smoke this weed right here on the cars. And, and, and we brought some music. And I started getting stoned because... I was, the reason why I started smoking before tennis is because I was self-conscious. Mm -hmm. I had never done sports before and I was worried I'm about being an idiot looking like, oh my God, how are other people looking at me? I'm going to look like a dumbass playing tennis because I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I realized if I took just a puff of that vaporizer and turned some, you know, like, I don't know, I was listening to Tupac, I'd have Tupac on <laughs> and, to, and put it on the tennis court. It, the whole vibe changed. And it didn't slow me down. I took just enough where it, it, it made me less, um, I was a little uninhibited, but not crazy, not reckless. And that just should take the edge. Just let that guard down. Because like I said, nobody cares. And I fell, and I looked stupid, and balls went all over the place. But you know what? Does it matter? No. No. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. And I realized that it also... It limbered me up a little bit. I was not as physically rigid because my mind was relaxed. So, man, I hit that damn ball, and I got good at tennis. And it was so fun, and I just kept getting higher and hitting harder. And I realized 
man, the higher I get, the better I fucking play. So I'm going to keep doing this. And it was then at the same time that I then started lifting weights. So it just all fell into place. I thought, well, if I lift weights instead of just doing cardio, and a lot of women, and that's another thing, a lot of women, um, I do think, get into a cardio rut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you need to lift weights. Yeah. So um, you, like... You do more. Are you? You know, like when you're le- like when you're less anxious and tense and overthinking things. Like you can push yourself a little bit more. Sure. But were you afraid that maybe you could get hurt because maybe you'd put too much weight and then do it, especially because like if you're back, or no, that wasn't what changed. It was more of just not being so focused or like yeah, um, insecure. So. I have learned from my trainer, and again, from just years of living, we are capable of so much more Mm -hmm. than we know. And we can push ourselves a lot further than we realize. I've learned that. Um, Now, yes, um, there's always a balance. I'm a Libra, so there's got to be a balance. And I recognize that. (laughs) Okay, I recognize that. But I, what cannabis made me realize is that I wasn't pushing myself even near what I could do. Mm. Because I can tell you now, the Lisa at almost 50 could kick the Lisa's ass at 30, physically. I would kick her ass right now. (laughs) But that's because I've pushed myself Mm -hmm. And my trainers pushed me in ways that I thought I couldn't do. We are so much stronger than we realize. Now, it definitely helped having a, and again, I'm not a professional fitness person, and I know that, Um, but I have learned a lot. And I think that's what cannabis did too. I think oftentimes when people work out, there's been studies. The human beings will do more to avoid pain Mm -hmm than to seek pleasure, mm-hmm. okay? And I realized that um, cannabis and fitness made me level up my strength mentally and physically what I knew I could endure. And, 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 and I realized that um, we give up far, far short of, of, of where you can go. Far short of that. Um, no, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, so, I love it. Yeah, but go ahead. Oh. So, okay, for the devil's advocates sure. out there, they could say, okay, but there's other things you could do instead of that, or you could get that same um, result or experience. Like, you could meditate. You don't have to. Absolutely. Right? So, would you say that this, though, is a completely different like approach to it and you can't really get it in a different way? No, I think there's a lot of ways. And look, there's, there's this scientifically, there's evidence that um, exercise and specific types of exercise definitely promote neurogenesis, which is mm. more brain cells. Yeah. Um, and all of that. And so for me, look, at, at, at this point in my life, I'm not entering any kind of beauty contest or like, you know, a pageant or something. It's about uh, living well in this in this one body. Yeah. Um, so, I 
I don't think that people need to maybe, uh, not everybody has to exercise at the level that I love, uh, work out. However, I do think that we are approaching a culture that now is a little uh, too accepting of, um, and I'm saying accept all body image, mm -hmm. but we are meant to move, period. Yeah. You can't get around that. Yeah. So I love everybody. I don't care how you look, how, how big or small. It doesn't define you as a human being, but mm -hmm. the bottom line is you're meant to move. Okay, and so you can't get around that. Yeah. And the older you get, you're losing muscle mass. So should you do yoga? Hundred percent. Absolutely. Dancing is a great, a great mm -hmm. form of, of movement. Um, so no, I'm not saying you have to be in, in some gym lifting, you know, hundred pound plates or, or, or injuring yourself. Or or do I suggest that you do that? Um, without someone there that knows what they're doing because yes you could hurt yourself yeah um, but I'm saying you need to do it all mm -hmm. yeah and I love that that's like all of us are different but you have that option too you know some people meditate some people smoke a joint before and can have that exact same result I'm on day seven of not smoking and it's the hardest thing ever I want to be to a point where I can smoke weed with intention rather than just smoking because like I said I'm lazy so I'll sit there and smoke like five bowls in the morning and I'm like shit what was I supposed to do today my day doesn't get done and I'm a huge advocate of weed I love it so much I think I'm in love like literally in love with it <laughs> it's I'm obsessed <laughs> with <Damien>. it <laughs> sorry Damien you're out weed's in but um I want to get to the point of what you said like knowing exactly why you're smoking sure and what's the purpose sure how much you're going to do it rather than sitting there smoking 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 and then be like shit what was i going to do today you know exactly i mean look at your energy right now i mean it's incredible i watch your videos you i think you have more energy than anyone i know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's beautiful Thank you know you. like you don't have that stereotype of the lazy or unmotivated smoker well thank you and um I think it has become, uh, first of all, I, I definitely am graced and born with that energy. And I think, uh, like I said, mine would have been, um, could be toxic because it can turn into anxiety. Um, but what I've done is our brain, we are creatures of habit. So I've trained my brain to now associate cannabis with movement. So that's where I've, I, and, and, and look, it doesn't always have to be that way because I think um, there are a lot of very, very um, good uses of cannabis for, for non-movement. I mean, there's people who, they can't sleep. They need it to sleep or, yeah. you know, just for pain management at night. So I'm not, I'm not um, saying that, but I have definitely um, created a pattern of consumption where it, it is very mindful. So in the mornings, it's, it's coffee, cannabis, move your ass, period, no matter what, before I do anything else. And then that level of endorphins, it's, it's a very focused level. And what it does is keep me focused on the business of Lisa and not letting myself get, you know, uh, absorbed in other people's things or other people's emotions and just focusing on what is working for me and, and getting my perspective. Because, again, 
and I always keep going back to moms, but it's like you wake up in the morning and if you have kids at home, you could feel great that morning or you could feel like shit that morning, but guess what? You still got to get up and take care of those kids and get them to school and do all those things that you did, you know? So I just feel like that combination and of fitness with cannabis helped change my perspective. And we're so quick to put us last, and especially with fitness. Um, you know, you can get a lot done in 20 to 30 minutes with, with helping your body and your brain on a fitness level. And we'll, we can we waste time doing other things. Um, so it, it really is about scheduling. And I, I just trained my brain with cannabis to get there. Yeah. Um, so does it metabolize out of your body faster when you're working out? So like if you got to a gym and then you smoked and then you worked out, you still have to get home or do whatever you need to do for your day. So how would like that affect people? Well, again, everyone's tolerance is different and yeah. I will say that. So I'm, you know, I'm certainly not suggesting that if you've never been a cannabis consumer that you should go smoke a huge yeah. joint and then go to the <laughs> <laughs> best workout of your life. <laughs> um, you know, you have to start out slow. I, I say it like this. Can you imagine, you know, yeah. So my, my tolerance is, is, is different now. What yeah. I feel like it does is it helps me focus on mm -hmm. my workout um, so it helps me focus on form and and um, just positioning of my body and not thinking about okay I just want to get this done because I'm thinking about work or I'm thinking about something else right you know my brain is somewhere else I'm right here on this workout mm -hmm. and again I you know it I have to keep saying this. It's about mindful consumption. Yeah, really I love is. that. I need yeah, to mindful that. consumption. That is the high and mighty method. Mindful consumption, and I put music in there because um, music is powerful. Mm -hmm. And and I do feel like you know we talk about the entourage effect. I don't know if do, are you familiar with the entourage effect. So the entourage mm -hmm. effect in cannabis uh, growing is. Um, it's the combination of, of, of everything. It's not just the cannabinoids. It's the terpenes and the flavonoids. All of those things in the, the plant mm -hmm. um, affect the, the high and how you feel and all of that. Um, certain cannabis uh, uh, strains have uh, terpenes that are more uplifting, like limonene or something like that. So um, I like to say that the high and mighty method is like this entourage effect of of lifting it's so the mindful consumption of cannabis music which is also stimulating your um senses mm -hmm. you know it's it, it's powerful music is powerful and moving at the same time um it, it it's an incredible shift in perspective and and for me that's that's my whole my entire uh, mission is to be able to provide that to moms, yes, but to anybody because life's over so fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's over so fast. So that being said, with your products, do you have different strains for different people? You know, because some people need a little bit less. Some people might need a little CBD in their THC. Like so we have um, now, fast forward many years later, Okay. Um, I am now licensed uh, here in Long Beach. We uh, have a manufacturing and distribution facility 
And Long Beach, now, California. Long right? Beach, California. <laughs> we are bulk producers of uh, distillates. So, and distillate is the cannabis oil that you see in many other uh, uh, products, vape carts, uh, edibles, um, use distillates. So now I have been able to launch uh, my brand legally, and um, we have vape carts. We have so it, again, topicals was my baby. Topicals mm-hmm. are my baby. And once um, again, you cannot get high from topicals. You cannot get high from, from my topicals. Okay. No, you cannot. But um, uh, I've developed uh, two different topicals, a eucalyptus topical and a lemon pepper. Uh, the lemon pepper uh, topical is definitely a go-to for the morning. It's got uh, lemongrass and black pepper extract, which is uh, great for joints. Uh, the smell itself just, it gets you going. It's invigorating. Um, I use that every morning uh, prior to my workouts. Um, especially in my areas of my knees, my mm-hmm. elbows, um, for me, my neck and shoulders, and my feet. Um, uh, uh, I have the eucalyptus balm. That, is, that was the original balm, uh, eucalyptus and tea tree. I definitely use that one for the go-to post-workout or at night. Uh, eucalyptus is uh, uh, definitely a respiratory uh aid Mm -hmm. and so I feel that the combination of that with the lavenders definitely help people sleep at night Mm -hmm. so not only do they feel um, relief muscle relief um, and joint relief but those essential oils can just put you right to sleep Uh, I have a body oil and the body oil uh, that also and all my products are THC my topical products are THC rich Um, I believe that the THC in my topicals in combination with all the other uh, cannabinoids in the plant um, activate our own endocannabinoid system, which basically is regulating our pain, regulating our mood, regulating our immune system. Um, So my body oil is a little bit uh, less... Concentrated. Concentrated, thank you. It's a little less concentrated, um, but it's more for a daily wellness use. I use it every single day um, in the shower. Uh, so the, the balms are for more for, for concentrated areas, where, but I personally have a thyroid issue and just living in California and with age, my skin, which is a, your biggest organ on your body, is in need of oils daily. I am so dry. Um, so my body oil is something you I don't use. look dry, girl. I was well, gonna say you have amazing but that's skin. Because I, but that is because I've been using my own products literally for a decade. Mm-hmm. Wow, every day for a decade. So I use my body oil. We just released my uh, high and mighty body oil, lavender and ginger. Ginger use that every day. We have then um, now we have pre rolls um, and vape carts since we are producers of, of distillate. High and mighty now has. 10 different strains of vape cards. So going back to what you said, um, there's a variety of different strains, um, different levels of THC in them. So that gives consumers uh, the ability to choose different uh, effects. But you know, I, I, I'd like to be very careful with that even. Okay. Because I don't think that you can tell someone how they're going to feel with right. cannabis. Um, uh, I And there's a lot of growers even I know that would... Uh, agree with me even with this whole indica sativa thing um, that's really just talks about the differentiating the plant itself uh, sativa plants 
you know, the plant is the plant. Those plants tend to look lighter in color, they grow taller, they tend to grow more in tropical areas, whereas indica plants are shorter, uh, darker, smaller, because they had to grow in areas that got colder at night, um, and which is why they're the, more of the purples, because it would get cold, like in the Hindu Kush mountains. Um, th those different terpenes that traditionally will um, are naturally occurring in those different plants can help with either making you feel awake or sleepy or aroused or whatever but everybody is different um so i am careful with even putting that out there um especially if you're a first-time consumer and you know that yeah um you know the, the first time you consume something versus the fifth time versus the tenth versus the hundredth time it is different and your body reacts different to it um but so yeah so my my line has has just broadened from there and and I'm excited to be out and in stores and letting women know that cannabis is an option for and them. Your your cannabis um, line is only in store in dispensaries. Be, it or? is only available in dispensaries um, because it is THC. Mm -hmm. um, it can only be sold in uh, California dispensaries. Ooh. Okay. Yes. A lot of people travel here to get stuff, right? Secretly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other topic. <laughs> but yeah, I was happy to, um, you know, just over the weekend, High and Mighty had a uh, big yoga event. We had a private yoga event, and it was a beautiful uh, sesh, studio sesh with yoga and sound bath, and, you know, everybody just vibing, consuming. We had massage therapists there using um, my balms and massage oil on people. So it was a great experience. And I'm really excited about finally now, um, after years of hard work, uh, getting legal to be able to uh, be out there. Woman owned. Yeah. I love it because you, like whether someone wants to use this product or any product, I respect that you like take the time, like you said, you find the facts, you do the research and you, you want to present the best product. And I've used that, the lemon pepper one and my, like I have really bad problems. Like with my shoulders I had really bad whiplash and it really has like helped me a lot, like just to relax my muscles and make me feel better. But I used it at night and it was it helped me like relax and fall asleep but sure and and some people and again you know those are suggested uses but you can use them no, at yeah any, for sure at any time yeah and quite honestly i even developed the lemongrass uh balm after the eucalyptus one because uh i had some clients that did not want to smell the cannabis and mm -hmm. you definitely can smell the cannabis a little bit more in the eucalyptus balm um so I was mindful of that in creating the lemon, yeah. lemongrass one. But I would just like to say that if, if anyone even just listening to this mm -hmm. would take away from this, besides going out there and trying high and mighty and <laughs> suggesting it to all your friends and, and seeing what a fabulous product it is. But, but besides that, if anything, if to take away from one, if you are a cannabis consumer and you're hiding it, you are not getting the full benefits of the plant. And you should be able to be authentic in yourself 
um, and and feel good about it. You're you're not a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's number one. And number two, if you are not a cannabis consumer, I would certainly hope that just hearing this will at the very least give you maybe a little bit of a broadened uh, understanding uh, of, of people who are and maybe change your view a little bit and see it a different way. Mm -hmm. Because I think that um, that there'll be that everyone is going to have someone in their lives that's going to be a big stoner. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and we need to change that's that. That's me to you, Mel. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would just like to, you know, that, that, that's really my, my, my uh, mission is to, to get people to see cannabis differently. Yeah. yeah. I think you're doing it, and I think you did a really great job in your branding too because it's not like it's not ugly it's not aggressive it's not like the stereotype you know and you focusing on women too as a woman-owned business and all the things that you've been through it's like relatable to other people but we know how hard it is to build a business and it's just really inspiring to sit with you and hear your story thank and be you. able to share yeah. it yeah thank you I love it this is my favorite part of it you Your know. energy is just, I mean, I'm like, oh, I yeah, want to smoke weed and go work out. Oh my God. Like, you're just incredible. Like, how can you make this work? <laughs> yeah. You are so inspiring. Thank you. Us. I appreciate that. But again, cannabis keeps me in check. I think I would run people off the road. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it keeps me peaceful. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I really appreciate it. Thank oh you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us. This is awesome. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. And we'll do it again. I'll have to have you guys at the next yoga. Please, yeah, try it out. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for joining us and sharing. And um, we will definitely post it on our Instagram and website. And um, so people that know, like, go to different dispensaries, they'll be able to search it and find it and then just learn more about it yeah. and connect with you. And if you want, uh, what's your Instagram? Uh, High and Mighty Life. Mm -hmm. is my Instagram and if you go to highandmighty.com you can see where we are the, all the stores that we're in oh, cool. right now um, we'll be branching out more in Calif in California but you know we're again small but I'm all good with that small and, and mighty <laughs> well I am short yeah you are but you're like so like petite, petite but fit and like you. I would never have guessed that you're almost 50 thank you're you beautiful yes. yeah. thank you yeah. thank you I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, you guys, don't subscribe, don't follow, don't, don't share, don't <laughs> tell your friends about us. <laughs> we love you all. See you later.